definitely the biggest one for me. And I don't know if it's a hack, it's more of like a foundational thing. And that is, you gotta know who you're serving. And for me to be able to, to describe that ideal customer profile as a person. So an avatar, I think is the term. A lot of people like to just glaze over that and say, you know, I help people do this, or I help people do that. And they focus so much on being able to say it in one sentence, which I think is important as well, because you gotta be able to deliver to somebody in a short two to three second window what you do. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. Want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Jerry Dugan is the host and author of Beyond the Rut. Create a life worth living in your faith, family, and career. As the founder of BTR Impact, he helps leaders expel employee satisfaction and stem the turnover tide so that they can have a, a beyond-the-rut impact in their lives and with their teams. He is married to his wife, Olivia, for the past 22 years, and counting, they raised two children, are now empty nesters with three cats, a dog, and no car loans. Jerry, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Janaid, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. Cool backdrop, by the way. I can't get over it. Looks good. It's like you do video for professionally or something okay I'm, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> thank you man appreciate that so what i love to do with the conversation and, and thank you for the comment on the backdrop it's it's something that i've really aspired for like when i was watching pat flynn three years ago do those daily live streams i'm like holy smokes dude what are you doing in there and then he posted the list of equipment that he was using i was like okay i have all that gear like why i'm not using using it my space so i finally spent some time put the studio together and people start asking me what happened what's going on over here what did you do i'm like well i have an experience in video production for shooting documentaries and and commercials so kind of started helping people and built a company around it called home studio mastery and it's it's just been a lot of fun because i get to play with toys and play with tech that I like absolutely love and now, you know, helping others figure that out. And now too much about me. <laughs> Let's go out. <laughs> talk about you, Jerry. I know you're like just like even last week when we got together, I was like, hey, meet Ed Squire. And you guys started talking. I'm like, okay, now I can like go and do the work that I was like funny. <laughs> working so around. I was distracting for Ed. <laughs> it was it was yeah, I was like, here, Ed distract Jerry. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> or it was that. more like Jerry distract Ed or, you know, like one or the other. Anyways, it was oh, it was man. really good. Like I got to connect you guys. You've got an amazing podcast and I can't wait to dig into what it is and how you got into it. So let's take a walk through memory lane and rediscover yeah. your origin story. Like the journey is so long. Some Sometimes you're like, oh, my God, how did it even get here? So I want to <laughs> highlight, you know, how you got started. And so tell us. Tell the audience, you know, what got you started? How'd you get here? Man. So January, well, I don't know when this will actually air, but January 2024 will be 10 years in the space of podcasting. Oh, man. Uh, it started with, I had a blog leading up to that time that talked about being an authentic man, being the best father and husband you can be, and didn't get a whole lot of readership, but just something deep down in me, I wanted to inspire other men to just that, to be the best husband and father they can be uh, with their families. And I thought, blogs are cool and all, but if I want to be a speaker about this topic, I, I mm -hmm. need to actually be speaking about the topic. And 
I was listening to this podcast at the time. They were a Christian marriage type of podcasts. And mm-hmm. I, one of the shows, you know, while I was on this jog, because it was January 1st, 2014, what do you all do? What do we all do when we, you know, get new shoes for Christmas? We go running on mm-hmm. January 1st and we're like, oh, that sucks. I'm never running again, which is exactly what happened, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so while I was like maybe a mile into this, I'll, I'll say a mile. It probably wasn't. It just hit me. I'm like, I'm listening to podcasts. I could start a podcast. And on top of that, you know, th- these hosts are talking to their children about mm. a healthy family dynamic. But I can clearly tell that that child doesn't want to be on that show. doesn't want to mm. be on that microphone. wants to just go off and play. And, and on top of that, the, the hosts are kind of like feeding the answers or guiding the child to answer the way they want the answer to yeah. come out because they're like, Oh yeah. So when we have you know trouble, we, we talk through it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, we just, we have the emotions, they come mm-hmm. out and, and we, we learn to take a deep breath. Right. And, and so it was like, all oh, like if it was a court case, I'd be yelling objection, your honor, leading the witness, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, it'd be great and refreshing if one of these family shows had a dad who was dumb enough to just let his family open up and mm. throw him under the bus. You know, this is what you're doing. Well, however, this is what you could be doing fit, you know, better. I was like, we need a show like that, you know, where, where mm. the dad is dumb enough to let the kids just have an open mic and go to town and post that unedited. And it just hit me. I'm like, I could be that guy. Mm. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I didn't run home cause it was already a mile. And I was like, so I walked briskly home and I, I, I was thinking in my head, this will be a father son show walked in the door. My son was playing video games. He was probably about 12 at the time. I was like, Hey mm. son, I got an idea. Let's do a father son podcast you ask me any question you want, I answer, and that's it. I don't know what the question is. I'm not allowed to edit. I'm not allowed yeah. to have you redirect. I don't get any redos. The first thing out of my mouth, that's my answer. And I'm expecting him to say, yeah, that'd be awesome, Dad. Let's do this. No. He looked, <laughs> nope. He looked right at my wife, who was like 10 feet away, wondering why I came through the door so excited. And the first words out of his mouth were, do I have to? <laughs> I was like, oh, like there goes my dream that lasted mm-hmm. about 20 minutes of having a father-son podcast where my son could ask anything. But just like in Star Wars, there was another child. And yeah. my daughter, like, she comes leaping out of nowhere. I'm like, where did you come from? She's like, Dad, I'll be on your show. Mm-hmm. We can do this. Like, it's a fun. I'm, I'm trying to get out of this now. Like, my dreams have been crushed. I, I haven't healed from this wound yet. And here's my daughter saying we could do this. And I'm like, but it was a father son show. And she's like, now it's a father daughter show. Let's go. And I'm like, but I don't have equipment. I don't have a microphone. Uh, mm-hmm. She's like, you've got a phone. We could record on there. I've been doing my homework. I want my own pot or my own. She wanted her own YouTube channel at like yeah. nine or 10 years old. Uh, so she, she knew her stuff. She knew her homework. And, uh, yeah, within 20 minutes, we were in my room firing up my phone on, you know, the fire, the, the voice recorder on a Samsung Galaxy mm-hmm. S5. So if that brings <laughs> numbers for you guys. And there we are. We, I asked her, you know, she asked me the first question, which at the time I wrote like an ebook that I, I hope I pulled off of Amazon. It was how to lose your, how to lose, how to use your smartphone to lose weight. And it was just that it was my 2013 journey of losing mm. something like 60 pounds using my smartphone as a trainer, which now today nice. that's no big deal. Yeah. 
and she just asked me that that was her question. I'm like, oh, wow, you, you let me off easy. And she said, but I've got an idea, Dad. How about you ask me a question I'm not ready for? And same deal. Whatever comes out of my mm-hmm. mouth, that's the answer. I'm like, great. So I asked her, because I had to be like the good, serious dad now. I'm like, can I do to be a better dad for you? And she's like, all right, cool. You know how when you play video games with Jacob and you start to rage quit? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Wait, what? Rage quit. <laughs> I thought we taught you to speak English in here. What is this? And she's laughing. She knows she's got me. Like mm-hmm. she, she gave me a nice little softball lob on her yeah. question. She nailed me when I asked her my question. And I'm like, this is the first episode. And she's already thrown me under the bus. And, mm-hmm. I, and I remember, you know, just an hour ago, I asked for this. <laughs> you <laughs> did ask for it. You got you got to get what you asked for, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and she, you know, I can't lie to my daughter. I, I made a promise, you know, whatever. I can't be prepared for the question. Turns out mm-hmm. I couldn't be prepared for the answer either. And yeah. whatever comes out of her mouth, that's it. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. She goes, well, stop it. <laughs> we know it's just the game. We know you're mad at the game, but it's scary and you need to stop doing that. And I'm like, but I love those games. I'm like trying to be all funny. She said, well, <laughs> it, scares, it scares your son. And I'm like, how old are you again? So that was the start of Family Time Q&A. That show ran mm-hmm. for 86 episodes. Because of Emma being so bold and jumping in there at 10 years old, mm-hmm. uh, my wife said, well, maybe I'll jump in there. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. boy, I'm in trouble. And <laughs> we eventually got my son to do it. So it was a rotation. So I was on almost every episode. Yeah. And then a different family member would get on. And I got roasted so many times. I got held to the fire so many times to, to just – be a better person i thought yeah wow that that really truly it was what i asked for <laughs> like a show where the dad was dumb enough to put himself out there and and i, I thought nobody listened to it but myself and my mom mm-hmm. but uh friends at church started to pick up on it and they're like i love oh, your yeah. show i love the honesty you have with your kids and i strive for that at my home and mm-hmm. it made me a better father and you know that probably impacted maybe 10 people i know of and a lot more that you don't know of Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the show's still out there mainly because, I mean, our daughter now is 20, almost 21. Mm-hmm. Our son's 22. Yeah. They sound so stinking little in these episodes because they, they were. They were like <laughs> elementary and barely getting into middle school. And yeah, so their yeah, yeah. little voices were still there. And uh, over the course of the 86 episodes, you hear my son's voice start to get deeper. Because oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. yeah. It cracks on some episodes. It, it starts to get... <laughs> teenager sounding and then eventually gets deep and you're like whoa he replaced this i know exactly the (laughs) the the thing you're talking about because my son he's he's not 13 but he they started a youtube channel when he was like how old are you he was like 11 and he was 11 and my younger son was uh you know six years old so they were both on there and you could hear their voice change over time and Mm -hmm. he had braces like now he doesn't have braces so he's like uses the word cringe like like oh those bridges for cringe but you know it was <laughs> it was the growth experience that they had, they had to go through uh to be able to do that you know it's, yeah. it's been it's you have to go through those experiences to grow it's it's there's no way around it there's no way to get to the top of the hill without spending energy because either you f- apply physical energy or you pay somebody to fly you up to the top right. on a helicopter. 
sometimes helicopter won't make up there because of the thinness of the oxygen. Of that right? Tube. Yeah. And then you wind up crashing and you become a, a movie subject. Very <laughs> exactly. rescue of Jerry in his helicopter. Man. So, yeah, towards the end of that show, my mm. friend Brandon had come along and I knew Brandon from church ministry and, and another guy, Sean. Uh, and the three of us got together and we wanted to start a show that was geared specifically to men who are married. Uh, they've got kids. They got all the boxes checked for success, but they right. feel stuck. And so that's how Beyond the Rut came to be in August uh. 2015. And it was just really good timing because I, I was really enjoying this podcasting medium. And at the same time, my family kind of quit. I say it harshly. Done with this, Dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like now they were getting into like, they were like, deep in middle school going into high school they were too cool for my show too busy really because my daughter was doing dance my son was doing baseball Mm -hmm. and olivia my wife was really their uber their free uber she got zero tips they never rated her five stars which (laughs) shame on them um and so yeah i didn't have a show anymore i wasn't going to do it solo because family time q a without a family to q a with sounded stupid so when beyond the right came along we spent nine months designing the show before we launched mm. i know sean wanted it to be perfect yeah brennan and i were just sort of like you just fire up the mic the first 20 episodes don't count anyway <laughs> like, no they don't <laughs> yeah so we knew that stat that most shows quit before at that time it was like before their seventh episode and it took about 20 episodes for the internet to kind of discover you and so we knew we had to get over those two humps to, mm-hmm. to really make a difference and within 16 episodes sean had stepped away five years after that brandon he also stepped away and he was just like yeah i feel like we're kind of stale we're not really going anywhere and but that's about when i got fired up not because he was quitting but because i had just gone to another podcast movement and yeah. i think this was in it, it was the online one because it was covid and then before that i was at the one in orlando and so mm-hmm. i had notes i wanted to act on and, and yeah. implement and here's the host saying, I'm done. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> he handed everything to me. He said, yeah. I asked him if I could take over the show. He said, yes, that'd be awesome. I think you'd do well with it. I kept the emails just in case there was ever, you know, like, hey, I changed my mind. I went back. Yeah, Wait, no, yeah exactly. Did, <laughs> and I just went to town. I started implementing everything. I started tightening up. Turns out we got way far away from our niche audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just. we were never niche to begin with it turns out and so i've been working on that over the last 12 months so i mean we just we beyond the rut just celebrated its eighth anniversary a couple weeks ago right before podcast movement 2023 amazing and uh, i was like wow eight years already it's like i feel like i'm only in the second or third year but it's been (laughs) eight years it's because the pat you kept the passion alive you kept the newness of what it actually does and that's what happened when you when you continuing to clarify what you're trying to achieve with the podcast, right? It, it continues to, and then you continue to bring in new people into your world. So it keeps that freshness oh, yeah. alive. And having co-host is, is a, again, it's a three-part, you know, it's a three-part kind of a, I don't know what the word, it's like a three-part <laughs> course. You can't have the same course every single time. But when you have a new guest over, it's almost like you're having a new conversation and you're talk, you, you could be talking and telling the same story to a new person altogether, but it mm-hmm. feels fresh and it feels like it's, it's well-received because yeah. they want to share a story that they've shared hundreds of times before, but now you know we're a new per- person. So I think it's, it's really good to hear that because and to be able to continue a podcast for 
that long is, is absolutely amazing. I mean, when I started my first podcast with my cousin, my brother-in-law, this was 2012, and we, we were like, okay, we're in three different places, two different time zones. How do we create content? We didn't have cool tools like Ecamm Live or Zoom or Squadcast or Zencaster might have been around. I can't remember. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we, just, one, I think, so, yeah. we just didn't know about all the tools, and we're like, well, how do we record? Like, oh, we can do Hangouts, and, you know, Hangouts was kind of like Zoom. And then to in order to record anything on Hangouts, I found some tools. But then my brother-in-law was like, hey, we can stream to YouTube, and then we can then download the YouTube video and edit the audio. So, again, it was a lot of work and a lot of processing. And it just, again, lasted for, like, three, four episodes. <laughs> like, oh, okay, it's not going <laughs> to work. But, I mean, it's still out there. You can still listen to our cringy voices. But I was like, I want to create something that's going to go on for a long time or, you know, where I don't have to depend on other people, right? Because it sounded like you were counting on your son and then your daughter stepped in and I was counting on, you know, th these two people. But then Gary Vaynerchuk told me, just document your journey, man. You don't need to wait on anybody. You don't need anybody's permission. Just do it. So I jumped in my car. I recorded my first episode without even thinking about what the episode or the podcast is going to be called. But there was enough stuff stacked uh, for me to delve into and, and actually record that first episode. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I think the hardest thing for me when Brandon stepped away from the show was mm. I was so used to us tag teaming an interview. And like we'd go in with a plan. But because there's two of us hosting the, two of us hosting the, the episode and the interview – Brandon might come in from a different direction. I'm like, well, there go my four questions. Boom. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> and, yes. and of course the guest is just rolling with it. It's like, well, I'm just, this is all I know. So I'm just going to follow yeah. your lead and looking at both of us. Although exactly. they were really looking at one screen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so when he stepped away, all of a sudden I had to learn how to interview on my own and mm. think of my own questions. And I did. Okay. The first round, like I, I had a group of like five people stacked and it was mm -hmm. like, not only was I interviewing, for the first time on my own, it was a batch recording day. So I had like five of those guys <laughs> lined up. Uh, and a lot of them didn't have the the word yet that Brandon had stepped down from the show. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I thought there were two of you guys. I'm like, yeah, well, things have changed. It's just me. Do you still want to do this? I'm, I'm up for it. Like, yeah, let's yeah. go for it. And yeah, let's go for it. I think the validation there was after that recording day, the three of the five guests had said, thank you for that. I went deeper than I normally do on my other shows, my other mm -hmm. appearances. And it felt like you already knew who I was and what my message was. And I was like, thank you so much for that. What yeah. I didn't tell these guests was that for all five of them, I went out and I read their book if they had one. I listened to two or three interviews they'd done on other shows. Mm -hmm. So my jumping off point was really almost like picking up where they left off on another, another show. I'm like, yeah. so I heard you on such and such business leadership. Mm -hmm. You talked about this. And, and so I give just enough background that my audience would know it. I'm like, yeah, I want to go a little bit deeper. What did you mean by this phrase? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, and I know it's a phrase that they would use. And I'm like, oh, man. And then they would just go down and tell that story. And then afterwards, they're like, wow, I hadn't talked about it in a while. Mm -hmm. Not to that depth. And I always yeah. wanted to. And, and I was like, I got this. This will be fine. This will be fun. Yeah. And it's been amazing. And yeah. And then getting into tools like CapShow, that's where we met was in the CapShowian mm -hmm. Huge eye opener because one of the things oh, yeah. I've been horrible at for years was 
the recording, editing, got that down. I, got I that down. See, that's the easy stuff, right? <laughs> for me, yes. For everybody else, I'm like, I can't figure that out. I'm like, that's my jam. I love that mm-hmm. part. But then afterwards, taking that episode and creating this thing called a title, mm-hmm. <laughs> show notes or a summary yes. up, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then Capture just made that easy. And then oh what God. I really love about that platform is that community helped me understand how to market. Like, it's not just blasting yeah. the world that, hey, go listen to my show. It was like, yeah. no, build connection with people. Have conversations with people online that add value to them and bring mm-hmm. value to them. I'm like, you mean so like what I normally do when I don't think about promoting <laughs> my show? They're like, yes, that. Yes, I'm like, that thing. What? Let me try this. <laughs> and I'm like, no way. And the engagement has just been climbing and the connection from that group to other groups. Yeah this was the first podcast movement, the one I went to that we went to in 2023. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I felt like I was in the club in a sense. Yeah. Like, there's always that group that I would notice they're moving, they're shaking things up. They're propelling not only their own personal businesses, but they're mm-hmm. promoting and building each other up. Yeah. How do I get into that group? And I never knew how. And it turns out somewhere in the last 12 months, I stumbled into y'all. And I'm like, I'm in the club. You're I don't know how. Like, like, there, like, I'm in the all club. the people around me is the one I was yeah. looking up to. And now I'm hanging out with them. That's so yeah. true. Just blew my it's mind. So true. And, and, you know, I was, I did a video earlier talking about the different philosophies that podcasting is. And you're giving me that experience of, you know, you've done this for 10, almost 10 years and what it is for you, right? So I'm going to ask you that question, but I'm looking at, I'm, I'm, and I'm like, okay, podcasting is nurturing. It's uniting. It's collaborating. It's, you know, it's all of these things. And the reason why it is those things is because those are the things that you're either looking for or you bring it to the group. When I wanted to become a beekeeper and, and you know, for you, you, you can share a story, but when I wanted to become a beekeeper, it took me to go and find other beekeepers to become one. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm part of the beekeeper club, right? What's going on? Right? right? <laughs> you you have to take that leap. You have to take that first step into clarifying what you want to be, what you want to do, and then seeking out those people that are going to welcome you with open arms because like oh my god you want to be a beekeeper come right in we'll tell you all about it you know because we as human want to empower and give all the tools that we know i mean you your t-shirt literally says ask me about podcasting right yes. because you are so transformed by this whole experience that you want to share it with the world as well oh yeah i've i've grown so much from the medium in the last 10 years, not just on a technology scale, like learning the new tools as they come out, yeah, but other things like soft skills. Uh, I'm a bit of a better listener now, listening for the story that's being told by somebody, uh, listening for the key points that they're, they're bringing to the forefront or the unspoken thing that, uh, you know, that, that, uh, you know, that they're saying it without saying it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I've picked up on, just my listening skills and being able to craft my own story. I still pick on myself for rambling. At the same time, 
when yeah. I listen to myself now versus before, it's like, wow, I learned to tighten that message up or I, I learned to like stop yapping too much. So I just yap a little bit. And then on top of that, the, the guests I've had on my show have really grown me. So when I get to talk to somebody like Lee Cockrell from Walt Disney World and I get to learn his philosophy of leadership and it's like i can adopt some of those things and then you know talk to jody mayberry from the jody mayberry show and he's produced a bunch of other shows it's like wow he's found a way to do podcasting full-time and he's an entrepreneur he's left a banking job to become a park ranger and now he's left park rangering if that's a phrase uh to to do podcasting and and he, he just thrives in it and it's just like as I come across these different people, I'm learning something new about what's possible out there and to share those stories and share those insights, whether it was a corporate job or, you know, with my own family or just in my own life, it, you know, podcasting on a content level has just opened up my eyes to a larger world as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just been amazing. And it, what's funny is that like, what's funny is that no matter which profession or which prop passion we find and we choose, we're going to bring all the elements of, of who we are and what makes us. And I think that's the power of being human. I mean, I'm not trying try to dilute it, but it's the beauty of human beings, right? We bring those stories and we bring what we love about all of that stuff. Man, it has been so much fun. I mean, the yeah. motivations, the inspirations, the environment that you grew up in, it's, it's, been, it's been fascinating. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, and share three hacks to take away those superpreneurs listening. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. All right, welcome back to the episode. We've been talking here with Jerry Dugan. Jerry, it's been so much fun talking to you. Let's jump into the three hacks to share with the entrepreneurs. You've been podcasting for so long and you've been, you know, in the space that you're in for so long. Share three hacks that people and listeners can take action on today. Oh man, definitely the biggest one for me. And I don't know if it's a hack, it's more of like a foundational thing. And that is you got to know who you're serving. And for me to be able to, to describe that ideal customer profile as a person. So an avatar, yeah. I think is the term. A lot of people like to just glaze over that and say, you know, I help people do this or I help people do that. And mm -hmm. they focus so much on being able to say it in one sentence, which I think is important as well, because you gotta be able to deliver to somebody in a short 
two to three second window what you do. But to be able to say, I'm hoping a guy named AJ, who's 35, married to his college sweetheart. They have mm-hmm. two kids. One's in elementary school. One's in middle school. He's got a mid, like senior level type of leadership role in a corporation, Six high six-figure income, got the two cars, the house, all the boxes checked for success. Uh, but deep down inside, he feels hollow. He feels like he's, he's not living a life worth living. Uh, he wants to have a better home life but he can't give up the job. He hates his job. He'd rather do something else. And then that goes really deep into like, what does this person listen to on the way to work? Uh, what, is, what are the hobbies and so on? And because I know all this about AJ, when I think about all the things I could talk about on my show mm. or provide through my business, BTR Impact, uh, which is a leadership development company, I can now hone it through the lens of AJ. What, is, what does yeah. AJ really need? He really wants to have that life that's worth living in his faith, yeah. family, and career. But the thing that's got the spotlight on him right now is his career. Okay, well, so AJ probably needs to hear about how do I get things under control at work so mm. that I can also focus on my family. Ideally, I'd rather have AJ think about his family first mm. and then the work is just the means to get bills paid. However, that's not where AJ is. AJ is thinking like most of us in the U.S., thinking about work and career and that has to be taken care of so btr impact helps leaders get things under control at work get things thriving at work have teams that can take on extra duties without burning mm. themselves out yeah and then all of a sudden now you're, you're making an impact at work as well as at home and so that's hack number one all that to say hack number one is know your avatar know who you're serving right down to that detail hack number two it's, it's always learned. You never fully arrive. There's always going to be change. So be curious, keep learning. I'm a big fan of going to conferences, even if they're not in the field I'm in, because I like to take new information and, and say, I wonder how that applies to what I do over here. Mm-hmm. And I know there, there are a lot of folks who are very concrete, you know, if, so if you work in the world of say business finance, going to a podcasting conference or a video con doesn't make sense to you however you might learn things from a creative conference that could parallel and and that takes a lot of creativity it's like wow what did i learn from the process of video editing that Mm -hmm. i could apply to the workflow of finances and and there's a way to bridge the gap i mean there's always something that that you can learn from another arena to enrich your worldview of where you are and then the third one is Definitely run with a group of people. One of the things I did when I left, and this might have been the game changer now that I think Mm -hmm. about it, because I I said earlier, I felt like finally I'm in the club. And I'm I'm looking back in my head, and I'm like, what's different now that I didn't have a year ago? Yeah. And I joined a number of communities. Like, I paid to get into communities. So I think that was the big game changer. So I left my corporate job October of 2022. Two different guys came out of the woodwork. And also Deirdre had, I had already signed up for Cap Show. Mm -hmm. And then I learned that there was like this higher level of Cap Show that people engaged with and talked Mm -hmm. not just how to use Cap Show, but they talked about how to market in general. I was like, all right, upgrade now. (laughs) And and that was the Capshovian group. And then from there, I joined another group called Total Life Freedom with my friend Vincent Puglisi. Lots of folks in that group who are in other groups that I keep coming across them in. And and so I just, I paid for access into masterminds and coaching groups. Not so many, but enough to give me 
like each one's different. Like Cap Show is really focused around copywriting and marketing. Mm-hmm. Total Life Freedom is really around how do you create recurring streams of income, which I'm still yeah. years away from doing. But just to be in there and to listen to how Vincent talks, I'm like, he's thinking like on a whole different, not different just a whole level, different level. Yeah. He's talking multiple levels at the same yeah. time. And I'm not talking yeah. multi-level marketing. And and then the Phoenix Club is like, Jody Mayberry runs it, but it has a lot of former Disney executives in there. So wow. I've always wanted to learn about Disney leadership. I just happen to know the guy that runs the club that has a bunch of them in the club. And I'm like, isn't that cool? Oh, yeah. And so, and then of course the podcasting community with podcast movement and just joined these different groups. And, and in a way I've formed my own tribe, people who just want to live beyond the rut and there are different levels either ahead of me or right behind me. And so that's, that's huge. So I guess the three to sum up the first one, know who you're serving and, and describe them to a, a very detailed, be curious, keep learning is number two. And number three, build that tribe that's going to support you. Yeah, man, those are those are some powerful ones and definitely ones that I can uh, utilize and, and use myself. You know, I've done a couple of them, but the other ones I haven't done. So absolutely a great reminder. Thank you so much. Yeah, my All pleasure. All right, Jerry, we're going to jump into the rapid fire questions. These are on the spot. We're going to knock them out real quick. All right. What's rule number one, cardio? Number one, exactly. What <laughs> is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Oh, that I wish I got into playing guitar. I, I wish I knew how to play guitar because then I could play so many sweet tunes for my wife. Yes. And yeah. That's I it. can't wait. Can't wait. Number two, what did you want to be when you were a child? Oh, man. I actually became the thing. So when I was a child, my dad was in the army. I always thought I was going to be a soldier. And then one mm-hmm. day I said I was never going to be a soldier. Got out of college and I joined the army. So I became a soldier. Nice. And yeah. So I, I became the thing. I love it. <laughs> And number three, what is your favorite movie or TV show? Oh, good Lord. Only one? I I know. I just one. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll have so to do another many. episode and talk about just those things. Just, just favorite movies and TV shows. But, oh, man, it's on the tip of my tongue. And I love that that they did it. But what was the name of that show? Um, 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 um. I, I just loved how they went greedy with it. I want to say Battlestar Galactica, the, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. There's one. Oh, I remember now. Okay, what? It's only been two years. I'm a big fan of the book Dune. And Denny in 2021 came out with Dune. And it is exactly, almost exactly how I pictured it. The ornithopters, the scope of the scenery, the the feeling of the heat off the screen. Like you almost feel the heat coming off the screen. Dune, 2021 version of Dune. There we go. Nice. All right. Next cup. Next up. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, man. Probably Dune. Uh, what character, though? I have no idea. I, they probably put me in as the Baron or the Baron Jester. <laughs> some, some little, like, squeaky little dude, like, side character. Like, I wouldn't be a main character. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Love how you're so humble, man. You're so humble. <laughs> no, next one up, who is your favorite superhero? Oh, boy. Captain America. Because it's not just the strength, it's the moral character that he brings. It's the to moral. That. Oh my God, that's so true. So true. And last question if you are a board game, what would it be? Ah, oh, man, Monopoly. I think a lot of what I learned about business and relationships, I learned from Monopoly how to, how to win, but not dominate everybody so much that they hate you. Yeah, so. yeah. I love it, man. Thank you, Jerry, so much for your time, your wisdom, your energy. 
sharing in this podcast. I appreciate you. Where can people find you? All right. My podcast is at beyondtherut.com. All my social media is there. Even the link to my business page, uh, there's a big button somewhere that says work with me. Click on that. It'll take you there. Love it. Thank you so much again, Jerry, for this opportunity. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Awesome. Cool deal. Congratulations. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hacksandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website.